Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, thank you for tuning in to another edition of MTAS Radio, where our purpose is to encourage members of the black community to think about our role and responsibility to ourselves, our families, and the community at large. We believe that choices that people make are a direct result of information that we take in or a lack thereof. We want to empower you by continuing to provide you with information and conversation that will make you think and ultimately lead to actions where they are so desperately needed. And today we have a very um, important conversation. We're going to deal with the necessity of insurance and why you should never buy it. That's right. I know that sounds very contradictory, but uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today, the necessity of insurance and why you should never buy it. also want to thank um, all of the listening audience out there who joined us last week for our quarterly book discussion, um, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. If you did not have the opportunity to to listen to the discussion uh, regarding um, the book, I definitely encourage you to log on to our website, www.m-tas.org, um, to listen to the, to listen to that discussion, or uh, visit us on uh, Facebook, Maria Dinosaur. You can also uh, review the conversation that way as well. You might find that to be a little um, um, simpler and easier. So, uh, again, we're going to continue to read Chapter 4 through 7 um, throughout the month of um, July. Um, we've we've completed Chapter 1 through 4 this past month, and again, last week we've had that initial conversation. So before we get into today's conversation dealing with the necessity of insurance and why you should never buy it, I want to remind you um, of what um, Napoleon Hill um, defined for us in the book Outwitting the Devil when it came down, when he was when the question was asked of him what a drifter is. And I want to read this particular quote from page 74. He said, drifters are those who do little or no thinking for themselves are drifters. A drifter is one who permits himself to be influenced and controlled by circumstances outside of his own mind. I'll try that again because that's worth listening to a second time. Those who do little or no thinking for themselves are drifters. A drifter is one who permits himself to be influenced and controlled by circumstances outside of his own mind. Um, that's pretty heavy. That's pretty deep. Again, I want to encourage you to go out and get a copy of the book, Outwitting the Devil. Join us for this. Uh, join us um, on this read and add to the discussion and the conversation. Um, another thing I want to share with you is um, this past week, uh, one of the MTAS listeners asked the question, and um, it reads here, um, when it's on our Facebook page, uh, Mighty Adenosaur, he says here, I believe this is Melvin Walker here, he says, John, please explain who or what is the devil relative to the book you're reviewing. Is the devil a metaphor or the old red pitchfork guy depicted in religion and folklore? And uh, what a great question. Uh, I appreciate him for asking the question. Uh, But as I I said on my, uh, my page, my lips are sealed. I do not want to rob you of the uh, right and opportunity to reach that conclusion for yourself, and that's what this is all about. It's about um, engaging in um, thoughtful conversation and um, conversation, um, th- thoughtful.
for discussion and conversation and pretty much trying to figure out for yourself what is Napoleon talking about? Is he talking about, um, as Mr. Walker said here, that devil, um, the old red pitchfork guy? Or um, as he's speaking more meta- metaphorically, so um, run out there get get a copy of the book yourself. And you make that determination. Here's another thing I want to share from you uh, with you from the book, just to whet your appetite, because this is a dynamic book, and that's the reason why, um, as a, as a group, MTAS, we chose this particular book for our read. Um, Napoleon asks of the devil in the book. Again, he's interviewing the devil here, so that's kind of unique in of itself, right? Most p- folks want to talk to God. This guy took the opportunity. To- opportunity to talk with the devil (laughs) how about that so here's the question he said i think and understand i know what a drifter is tell me the exact habits of people by which you induce them to drift through life start by telling me when and how you first gain control of a person's mind here's the devil's response my control over the mind of a human being is obtained while a person is young. Sometimes I lay the foundation for my control of the mind before the owner of it is born by manipulating the minds of the person's parents. Sometimes I go further back than this and prepare people for my control through what you earthbound call physical heredity. You see, therefore, I have two approaches to the mind of a person. Pretty deep, guys. She said, first through physical heredity, heredity, and that's what we know as genetics and things of that nature, and also how he manipulates the um, the, the parents' mind. Uh, we know how that goes, uh, folks. Um, our products of their environment. That's where we get that whole saying or that notion from. So I definitely want to share that bit of information with you and encourage you again to run out and grab a copy of that book. Again, like us on Facebook, Mighty Adenosaur. Join us um, at www.m-tes.org. Uh, read our latest blogs. Um, and also, again, join the various convers- uh, join the various discussion um, that we post out there each and every week. In fact, this is quite, uh, quite a busy um uh, media week, if you will, in terms of a lot of things have been going on. You're talking about Paula Dean. You're talking about what was taking place with the uh, Supreme Court striking down the uh, parts of part of the Voter Rights Act. So a lot of um, a lot of interesting things taking place, and also the Supreme Court beating back the whole defense of marriage piece. So um, a lot of great things are taking place. A lot, well, a lot of interesting things, I should say, is taking place. So uh, great for some and not so great for others. Let's put it let's put it that way and leave it there. Uh, but again, today's discussion, we're going to deal with the necessity of insurance and why you should never buy it. But before I begin this particular uh, conversation about the single most important reason why the purchase of insurance um, is a smart use of our money, I want us to take a quick look back at the history of insurance to discover the early use of the concept and why the idea of life insurance is one of our greatest inventions. Did you know that the history of life insurance goes back to roughly about 100 B.C. when the Roman military leaders leader created a burial club uh, among his troops. When someone would pass, members would pay for the burial of the deceased. This idea later expanded to include a stipend for the survivors of the deceased. And that's what we have come to know today as life insurance. In 1693, an astronomer 
by the name of Edmund Haley constructed the first mortality table to provide a link between premium and the average lifespan. But before Haley could bring to us how to charge for life insurance, a man by the name of John Grunt had to discover the predictability patterns of longevity of life among groups. By this period of time, we could determine the average life expectancy based on the age of the individual and charge a premium. This was designed to ensure against premature and the eventual loss of life of the insured. Now, I want you to stay with me here. Can you imagine being the primary wage earner for your family and the thought of having your life end prematurely or unexpectedly? Well, although very few people ever really consider their mortality and look at their lives from this perspective, this can put a tremendous burden and stress on families and potentially friends of those who did not have financial the financial security of life insurance. It's been said that the, that necessity is the mother of all great inventions, and life insurance is no exception to that rule. Did you know that the life expectancy of the average person born in the 1800 was 40 years of age? Today, the life expectancy of the average person born in the new millennium is 77 and a half years old. This is due in large part to the advances of medical science and medical and medical uh, the advances of um, medical technology and science. Now that we have some idea about the history of life insurance going back as far back to um, 100 B.C. and moving forward to 1693, uh, we somewhat have an idea of where uh, where the history started and how we come to uh, where we are today. But allow me to paint a pic the picture even clearer. Although the average life expectancy has increased over the years, life still leaves us with, with a degree of uncertainty about our own mortality and our individual internal clock. It is this unpredictability of our individual lives that creates the need for life insurance. What am I saying here? Well, let's face it. Next week, I hope to be here to facilitate another great discussion with you the MTAS listeners and supporters, but I cannot be certain that life will afford me that opportunity. Let's think for a moment. Is there anybody in your life that will suffer emotionally, financially, due to your accidental death? Are there children, a husband, a wife, a grandchild, who depend on you financially in some way, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, friend for that matter, that depends on you in some way financially? Can the mortgage payment, rent payment, car payment, and utility payment happen without you? Can the future of your family and the quality of life you've worked so hard to give them continue without you? I really want you to think about this for a moment and consider just what you mean to your family and what your family means to you, the hopes goals, and dreams that will never be realized if we do not protect them. Hopefully by now, if I have been clear in my communication, you can see the need and necessity for life insurance. Now, I'm a fair individual, 
So I want to give you the other side. A very good reason to quit listening to me at this particular point, turn off your computer, hang up the phone, is this. Everyone constantly talks about why you should buy insurance, buy life insurance, the importance of it, the necessity of it. But here's why you should never buy it. Never buy life insurance if you do not know just as much or more than a person or a television advertisement that is trying to convince you to buy. I'll say that again. Never buy life insurance if you do not know just as much or more of the person or television advertisement that is trying to convince you to buy. This is why you should call my office at 773-881-9555 or email me at jgree2 at amfam.com. Again, that's J-G-R-E-E, the number two, at A as in Apple, M as in Mary, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, M as in Mary, dot com to get a copy of MTAS Informational Guide on Buying Life Insurance. After reading this document, you will be better informed and able to make an intelligent choice in deciding if life insurance is right for you. Life insurance isn't for everybody. You should also never buy life insurance if the cost of it is greater than its benefits. I'll try that one more time. Never buy life insurance. We're always talking about why you should buy, the importance of it, the necessity of it. I want to tell you, I told you I'm a fair guy here. I want to tell you why you should never buy it. Never buy it if the cost of it is greater than its benefits. We do not have time to recover from the mistakes of poor use of our money by, by paying more for something than its true worth. I can't decide for you what your family is worth, only you can make that decision for yourself. But I certainly can ask the question. According to the Life Insurance Market Research Association, 35 million households do not own life insurance, and 11 million of these households have children under the age of 18. That's right, 35 million households here in the U.S. today do not own life insurance, and out of the 35 million, 11 million of these households have children un under the age of 18. How can this be? When life insurance rates have decreased significantly, and depending upon one's and depending upon a person's age and health, it can be purchased for less than a dollar a day. I wonder if we misunderstand the value and the benefit of life insurance due to its low cost. In fact. Just as an informed person would not take the legal counsel of someone who is not licensed to practice law, we should also make sure that we sit down with a licensed life insurance advisor to determine what our individual needs are. If you do not have a licensed life insurance advisor to discuss your specific concerns, call or email me, and I will rush MTAS informational guide to buying life insurance to you, 773-881-9555, or email me, jgree2 at amfam.com.
You can also get additional information about the mission of MTAS and how we are serving underserved communities by offering workshops and facilitating book discussions like the one I mentioned earlier, Outwitting the Devil, that will lead to financial and cultural literacy in addition to self-development. Visit our website, www.m-tas.org. Again, that's www.m-tas.org. You will be amazed at how many people are at risk of losing their coverage because they are renting their protection through their employer. In fact, I must tell myself here, prior to entering the business of insurance, I, like many people who I encounter today, only had the job, only had what the job offered. And when my insurance agent at the time asked me how much coverage did I have on the job, I did not have an accurate number for him. Neither had I seen the po- the policy. He proceeded to ask me about my plans and vision for myself and family and how serious and realistic I must be if I did not own or control the very policy that was designed to protect the dreams, plans, and purpose of my family. Now let's imagine for a second here. Let's assume that the 35 million households that I mentioned earlier that has absolutely no life insurance at all, let's assume that all these families um, that's living without protection are all African-American families. What will happen if the key person in those families will make a decision to make whatever sacrifice necessary to influence their family's financial future through the money that life insurance provides? How many children will be afforded the opportunity to continue their education with less debt or start a business with inherited money? I'll try that again. How many children will be afforded the opportunity to continue their education with less debt or start a business with inherited money? How could such a decision impact poverty and the prison population here in America? This past week, I saw an article about a young man who had to raise $5,000 selling Kool-Aid to aid in the funeral costs of his grandmother. My heart sincerely, go, sincerely goes out to this family, and there must be, and there may be a legitimate reason for this family not having money. My mother recently reminded me that Jesus said, "The poor you will have with you always," and my response was, "This is true," but he was not talking about me, and this saying does not have to apply to you either. But we have to get the facts. We have to inform we have to get informed and we must do something with their information. I often hear that history repeats itself, but it does not have to be this way if we learn lessons of history. As a community, let's get serious about our financial future and the financial future of those we leave behind. Our intelligence demands such a response. Let us remember the days when blacks faced discriminatory practices and many were denied access to life insurance and could not protect and secure the future and well-being of their families. However, let us not neglect the opportunity that is afforded to us today. Call me directly, 773-881-9000. 
773-881-9555. Again, that's 773-881-9555. Or contact the life insurance advisor whom have already gained your trust. I want to remind you that MTAS is an organization that encourages reading and intellectual enrichment. We believe that there are two types of people, people who don't know and people who don't care. MTAS' role is to make sure you know and you are aware and prepared to act against the various social ills that plagues us as a country, society, and community. We believe that the community and society we, we live in is the community and society we create. I am responsible. We are responsible. Why don't you join the movement? www.m-tas.org. Again, that's www.m-tas.org. If you have not thought about the importance of protecting your family, if you have not thought about the importance of protecting your future, understanding the importance of inheriting money, understanding the importance of our current uh, financial state um, here in this country, uh, that's what today's conversation was designed to do, to get you to think, consider, and reason. I can't make the decision for you, only you can do it for yourself. Again, the community we live in is a community we create. You're responsible. I'm responsible. We are able to respond. We can make a difference. So, and a part of making that difference is by making the the, the right choice. I can't determine for you what that right choice is. Only you can determine that for yourself. But you can call me if what I said to you made any sense to you at all. One of my favorite catch-all is it makes a whole lot of sense to me. I don't know if anything that I said to you today makes any sense to you, but I hope it did. 773-881-9555 www.m-tas.org Again, that's www.m-tas.org MTAS Radio We're mightier than a sore Thanks for listening We'll see you back Sunday, 5.30 Take care of yourself And be good to your family